This is Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast, featuring distinctly qualified global changemakers dedicated to creating a healthier planet. One where our unique gifts are lived, expressed, and celebrated. I'm your host, Julian Guderlei. I'm here with Sherry Herndon today, who is a repeat guest, and I'm really excited to have you back, Sherry. How are you? I feel really good. I'm so happy to be here. Feels like perfect timing. Nice. Perfect timing. Yeah, that's going to be part of our um, flow today is this perfect alignment in like stepping deeper and deeper into our ongoing dialogue and into um, what you've picked up again with your um, podcast, with your show Awakening Together, something that you've been stewarding for a long time and uh, is now back, back out and available for people, I believe on Bandcamp. Is that right? It's, it's everywhere. All the, everywhere. the uh, YouTube channel, Awakening Together, and all the audio, iTunes, Spotify, you name it. Cool. Well, definitely everybody check out Sherry's uh, channel as well. Um, maybe, maybe let's start there today, Sherry. I, I know that for a while you, um, you know, you were in the communities that we both share, just weaving more or less in the background, really well-connected, a wisdom keeper, yourself but then something made you step back to the microphone maybe share a little bit about that process of like knowing that you're a broadcaster knowing that you're someone who is in being in that in that media role like for for a long time really um but now you step back to the microphone you want to share just a, a little bit about your process there hmm, that's wonderful what a what an intriguing and inviting question uh, i love I love questions. It reminds me of Horace Landry's work in ephemeral group process, EGP, is like the role of questions to open up more space. So you're, a, you're an interviewer, you are good at questions and myself. So I'm appreciating that, the invitation there. First of all, I would say it's been a five-year hiatus. There was a lot that happened. It was like my time with uh, Barbara Marks Hubbard in Colorado at uh, Sunrise Ranch was very deep, profound. Uh, it was like inner excavating, really clearing out my own interference patterns. And um, for those who are Gene Keys people or interested, uh, mm. which I could happily do a whole download on that another time. But uh, one of the keys that was very active is it's, um, there's always a shadow aspect, you know, the victim and then the gift and then the city. And the one that was up for me then because of a lot of reasons during that time over the last couple of years, primarily in Colorado was uh, 44. So 44 is uh, the synarchy. And the synarchy is almost like the expression of ourselves as new humans. That's like this, the synarchy, there's operating sin, like, like a synarchy, a kind of the wholeness and flow state in a collective um, where we're just weaving our unique voices and it's just, it's exquisite. And that synarchy, we're kind of operating at a higher level. And then the gift is uh, teamwork. So that's like a, another level of, of the consciousness of like, oh, how are we being in the world? Um, more as teams, win, 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 all of these, these things. Game B, the shadow is interference patterns. And this is all about in the collective. So it was almost like I had to live through this experience of I was a lightning rod for the interference patterns. And so I had to do my own deep inner work around that. It was really, it was intense. And it, it was like an accelerated path. Like spirit was saying, this is going to be uncomfortable. It's only going to take two years. And then you're going to be in another level, like you just did 10 years of work, you know, like they say about certain med uh, ceremonies where you're just like, you've been in therapy for how long? And now you're, you're like, did a ceremony and boom, you're to another level that can shift your consciousness. on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. And on the other side. So that was a kind of factor. And then the relationship of, um, I don't like to force things. So it's, I, I want to be listening. So the, the alignment uh, in time on time, I have been hungry to be with my my voice again my uh, previous podcast was heart of it all and 
the the kind of transition to awakening together is also part of the storytelling the the larger narrative that i'm sitting in of like why awakening together what is that about and and then the of the blessing of having a a, a friend i've been co-creating with and launching and embodying and storytelling around metadow uh benjamin life he uh He's a genius and such an incredible creator of beauty. And so he really was like, I'm going to help make this happen technically. I'm a tech wizard. I'm like, we're on the same wavelength. So he really is was kind of like that catalyst. And then it was like, I had to cross the threshold and I have been in resistance. So I'm sure we all can understand like, where are you? You're hearing the call, you're hearing the call, you're hearing the call and you're, you're like, oh, just not ready, just not ready. So trusting. And then also, what do I have to break through within my own self to like make it happen? And the last show was launched on 11, 11, 11. So as two, 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 two came up, it was like- Your numerology just went gangbusters. You needed to come back to it. Yeah, exactly. And it was like, okay. And it was just like a birthing channel. And, um, and then once I've, it's, I've had done four episodes and the fifth one will be out on Monday. Um, it's been incredible. It's like, oh, finally, I'm back. I'm back in like one of my superpowers in a zone. It's just like being able to speak to the things I see and invite people who are incredible. I mean, you know, you know, this, the, there's like something so nourishing about it. And I would say that's pretty much like what brought me back in mm. and also astrologically I've been told for a couple of years that this year is like it's time for you to come back and be public so it was a deeper kind of deep dive inner realm to like be able to come out into this collective field to be of support as an evolutionary catalyst that's the key word here evolutionary catalyst that's how I see you and regard you as both very and you know we we're in a timeline on the planet where i truly believe that we're we're creating the path forward as we're living it and walking it right and there's a lot of uncertainty i bet in everyone's life listening as well a lot of uncertainty mm. old systems are dying i remember when we last recorded a few years ago we we're talking about hospicing the old system and um you know kind of hospicing it to in the process of death and, and then birthing and giving birth to, to new systems and it seems like we're still in this process right um but just like you shared about awakening together and you coming back to broadcasting when when these calls are clear then the uncertainty just transforms and suddenly you know what what's the next step to do and sometimes i think it's it's that simple to you know live and create from a place of connection with deep listening with inner listening with an impulse from mother nature um so i'm really grateful that you shared a bit about how you get back to that journey when it comes to the timeline we're on though right now like what is your what is your sense for for these new stories we need as we're creating the path together like what you know you're you just said it, you're an evolutionary catalyst so as you interview weave connect um broadcast there is there's a story being told, right? And there's a story of um, togetherness being told, which is in the title of your of your cast as well. So, um... I'm, I I love that. Did you have something you wanted to kind of say? No, I I, I think you're already ready to share something. I was uh, <laughs> seeing if I can phrase it into a question, but really, it's it's kind of already on the tip of our tongues. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, well, I love that, uh, and I feel. I've, I feel that, I think I've been saying this for a, a couple months now and probably a couple years, but stronger and stronger um, invitation for us to actually embody what we already know we can embody, but we haven't yet put it into action. So this transition from concept into embodiment, the age of concept, I sometimes say that, and into the age of embodiment. So like a lot of the mental and the mind, the conceptual, the thinking about, and then it's kind of like what's being asked of us is to claim the threshold that we're already at, 
claim it as like, we're actually in a new landscape, but we haven't yet practiced together. Or we haven't like said, we declare, like Barbara Marks Hubbard, um, colleague, friend, um, mentor, would say to me, Sherry, it's good to be waiting and aligning with the evolutionary impulse, like the creative force of life, the divine intelligence, the, the, the intelligence that surrounds us as we leave the age of separation into the age of interbeing or communion or, you know, um, co-creative. And, but sometimes she would say, you are the evolutionary impulse. So it's almost like when you said walking the path, I love that. I've been saying that for over a decade. Um, and that's an art of hosting saying, we create the path by walking it. So it's such a, an incredible reminder of, oh, I'm not, we're not waiting for someone else to do this. We're actually, we know about the governance systems. We know about how to be in right relationship to each other. We know these things, at least those who know, for those who have eyes to see and ears to hear. We're kind of like the early adopters by embodying the new codes of humanity. And this, you know, these light codes, these codes of king, the kingdom and the queendom of heaven is within, you know, oh my God. So when, you know, you meditate on those things, you really kind of realize that we're standing in a, in a new field and there is a lot of uncertainty and we could talk about sort of what we've just come through with COVID and all that, but uh, crises precede transformation. So I feel like we're on this edge of a cusp more than we've claimed. And that is for those to kind of, who are ready to say, we are this new world right here, right now. And now what we need to do is just connect some of the dots and reflect to ourselves what's true and embody that more together. It's kind of like, okay. So it's a real invitation to all of us to kind of step into more of our true knowing. Like we've, I think we got lazy. We were like on the slippery slope. We kind of surrendered our power. And I feel our superpowers coming online and we've done a lot of individual enlightenment and individual healing and personal transformation. And now we're really in the social system creation mode. And as you said, I mean, it's the, we're going from the age of separation into the age of interbeing. So doing it on an individual scale is maybe uh, a needed step on the path, but it's, it's not the destination. <laughs> and I think this, this idea of claiming, and, you know, let's, let's dive into that a little bit more. There is, you know, an openness in front of us. You just said it. We're kind of we're kind of through this COVID portal now. Um, you know, two years into this narrative, this narrative has basically been drowned off. Let's see where it wants to go next. But now we have you know global geopolitical unrest again, and you know that destabilizes people's attention. This is a big distraction. Obviously, also a big catastrophe in, in another perspective. Um, but really, what we're seeing is that as long as we're just waiting for someone to govern us, there will be an attempt for that, right? And that attempt will will look again through, you know, as it looks right now, like a digitization of our identities and digitization of our bank accounts. And so that's where the new system is pragmatically at this time that we're talking, this is, this is where those that are, you know, carrying those light codes, as you said, or, or, or having those ideas, however we want to put it, that's where the rubber hits the road is we we will need decentralized financial systems that make us independent um, from not just the federal reserve but also interdependent to each other so we're actually living in an interbeing on a pragmatic level not just on a philosophical and um, kind of esoteric level and so i think that's the time to claim right now and and you know it's let's let's not go back to sleep <laughs> The door is round and open. Don't yep. go back to sleep. Mm -hmm. hmm. So from your experience of watching this little theater play out for, for quite a while, like, um, you know, let's just assume we'll make mistakes as we step forwards and we just have to correct them. But, but what are, what are like the, 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 these, these, maybe if you want to summarize like top one to three things that as we're going into you know, 2022 and beyond right now, um, as the old narratives are totally crumbling all around us, the, the wheel of power is very visible. 
Um, what do you think is most required at this time for people to pay attention to people that are listening to like to this episode? Like what, what's your recommendation, your advice to say, pay attention to this and make this claim this part of your life to come into right relation with earth and in the interbeing with all. Mm. Yeah. Wow. That's a, that's a good question and a big one. Um, I'll do my best to tune into the, my top three, because there's different vectors in that I could kind of, how I can approach it. Um, kind of in the meta narrative that we're in is to realize we're all part of the story and we're all, we're, if we so choose, we are creating the new narrative. We're creating it and we get to consciously choose what that is. So a reminder that you can step out of the victim consciousness where you've abdicated your power to other uh, entities, authorities, and that act of reclamation is liberation. And you have to believe it. So tracking your limiting beliefs is gonna be a very key aspect we all have them. They're part of the collective trauma. We were kind of raised with them. They're, they're, they've permeated our, our cultural storyline in so many ways. And it really takes a courageous soul and to say, um, that's not my narrative. That's not my story. I can claim a different way of relating to life. So the limiting beliefs are these deeply coded stories that have kept us in a, in a world that has been causing, you know, slavery, slavery, uh, a, a distrust of, of life, separation from, the, the, from nature. I mean, it, it's, it's been very, very deep. And I really want people to be encouraged by the fact that this is an inside job you have more power than you think, and we are the new news, and start to claim an appreciative gaze. So it's not enough to just point out what's not working. We used to have to do that probably for a while. We did that, and we've run that course. It's always useful to hold accountable structures and all that, but now is the time when we're actually being invited to say, I'm going to start noticing what's working and then how I can build on that. And so these internal dimensions are really essential and um, realize also and start to tune into the fact that there is more of what we already need to help us with this transition than is made visible in most avenues of media. So there's real problems of mass uh, mainstream um, media. And Hypnosis, yeah. yeah, it's really, it's kind of like the whole thing of know thyself. You know, are you thinking for yourself about what your inner true knowing is? Or are you relying on the external to dictate what you believe? So checking on is that an assumption you have? And have you looked into those assumptions of what you believe is true? Because the possibility for where we are crossing into this new domain is going to require those who are ready to step in together. So the inner dimension of knowing thyself, and the more you can know yourself, oh my gosh, you are playing a key role. I believe that also recognizing that the story of, of original sin was a distortion of a, a truer narrative, you know, that Jesus put forth um, and other great masters and teachers. Um, and it was distorted by the church. And if you read Aramaic, if you read Jesus in the Beatitudes in, in Aramaic, um, you're like, in the Lord's Prayer, it's mind boggling. It's a total different reality. So we've been living in that Western Judeo-Christian worldview, which Jesus was not a Christian. 
Jesus was Jesus and he was telling a story and it got co-opted by the powers that be. And I think that no matter where you stand on your religious beliefs or even spiritual beliefs, we've been, we've been captive to those powers. And now we're like untangling them. They're kind of loosening their hold. And the more the group of people who are, we're all here, we're all ready. We're just not connected to ourselves. The, the new earth is here. And we're gonna need these capacities to navigate through some pretty challenging ecological economic systems. But knowing that the solutions are already being created more than you know, like the, the, the creator economy with like the new web three and NFTs. And, you know, it's still such an early learning curve and um, the blockchain and holochain. And so just trust, I would say trust in what is emerging and feel it from your inside out, your soul, and don't believe everything you read. And remember that at best, or watch, at best, your information is incomplete. So stay humble, stay humble, and, um, and at worst, it's inaccurate. So stay humble. It's like really, that's what made it I got through COVID with, with, with staying open and, and not just believing anything that I'm being told. And I've been an investigative journalist. So I tell you, if you do a little history lesson on any of the scenarios that we've been in, you're like, oh, wow, there's like a rabbit hole there that's been happening forever. And so um, being gentle with ourselves and developing inner resilience uh, I know that was more than three and kind of more of a story around, <laughs> but, I'll, no, but I'll that's good. You, yeah. You started with like, uh, you know, the whole inner part or that inner, inner process to, 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 to rise to the greatest potential. And, you know, I think if, if I were to pick the red thread from what you shared, it, it is a very different reality. If we react to the outside world, which, you know, is full of distractions and full of, um, full of signals that want us to re re react to them or if we actually not just from a you know um, scholastic meditative practice but if we truly from whatever that means for you come from an internal place of listening um, I've been learning in my last decade on this planet that that like this really changes what you put out there it really deeply changes what you go after and sometimes it might look um, much less uh, clear and it's much less certain what you go after when you go from that inner place but deep down you can feel that golden thread or that red thread and you, you just follow it and so I believe the more people come online to that way of being the more our gifts will come to shine and the more resilient that's one of the words you shared as well we will become to this outer level distraction and as you said these rabbit holes of uh, hip, hypnosis and, and mind control that have been going on for a long time and that are falling apart, that are falling apart. Not everyone's maybe fully awake to them at this point, but I think many people are seeing the incongruencies that have been distracting us in the geopolitical, in the you know, medical advice and, and, and so forth, over like world over the last two years specifically. But knowing that and seeing that isn't, I believe isn't enough. Like pointing the finger, as you said at the very beginning of this episode, just saying, what's not being done in integrity that's just step one i think step two and this is what i wanted to talk more about with you today is really is really rising to that greatest potential because if we're awake and if we're awakening together we're not just awakening to what others have done wrong and who's been in which conspiracy and in which secret uh, decree with whom but we're awakening to who we are who we can be who we are becoming in that way of interbeing and so um that's the real systemic transformation right like we're claiming that part of the journey so what's what's ahead of us there like what you know i've, I've seen some of the first episodes you you put out under awakening together now um have to do with living in community have to do with regenerative agriculture have to do with you know being connected to an indigenous way of feeling sensing and, and living um is give us maybe a little bit more about what you see that that next chapter of our human future you know i'm not saying you know what it's going to be like but I'm, I'm wanting to hear from you sherry what you sense it's going to be like and which tendencies will play a role just like community and indigeneity and mm. regeneration mm. 
Yeah, what do I see? Um, when it's like suspending what we think we know to allow something greater than we currently can imagine is a capacity so that we can cultivate together and letting so these are like internal dimensions and then there's you named a few of the things of like the out outer dimension of what's already emerging but when we suspend what we think we know based on where we've been up until this moment it's inadequate it's not going to get us there um even as we can pay attention to the things that are here for the whole, the wholeness, they are here for all humanity. They're here for regeneration and healing. And you can feel those energies. I think we're coming into a greater wholeness with each other where we've been a little siloed, little siloed over there, little siloed over there, these little islands of coherence, you know, little pockets of, blue zones, green zones, you know, around the planet. And it's, we're about to move from uh, uh, those independent um, siloed spaces and now the interoperability of the consciousness of this like togetherness is now gonna permeate in more of our cult, our, our systems like technology I just did an interview with Tibet Sprague from Hilo and Terran Collective and um, the Collaborative Tech Alliance. And what I, what he, we didn't get into it deeply. We'll do another episode on the, the Collaborative Tech Alliance, but is that these different technologies are now serving, um, they're like paying attention as a design element to interoperability. And some have been, some people have been singing, myself included, singing the interoperable song for a long time. But while we were seeing that it was necessary, our consciousness wasn't ready. It was still like a kind of egoic um, in, you know, a way of seeing scarcity, not enough resources to go around. Um, I don't know how to really collaborate with you because you're doing something similar to me. And I think that is all just sliding away. And the more we can choose like conscious evolution, conscious choice, what our hearts know is possible, um, we can, those seeds are gonna start to resonate and connect more with each other. You already hear it, it's part of the narrative, like we're connecting these dots. Um, when you're, the, I was in a call earlier today and we were talking about radical imagination and, and there's something about the power of how we are about to cross a threshold, I, I guess I feel that way, um, into collectively imagining what it is and knowing that that act is actually going to enable us to do it. It doesn't come about any other way that what we know right here, right now is this much based on everything we're, we've done here. And now we're like, what world are you choosing and are you just choosing it for yourself? Like, oh, I want this, that's the secret. You know, the secret did that. Like make beautiful things happen for yourself. You know, thought creates reality. But we haven't been thinking together very well. So um, all the stories of like what's possible, the golden age, the golden decade, the sacred story of creation, we're actually the ones doing it. And we didn't do a great story last time because we were still operating in an old scientific paradigm and we were still dealing with our egos and our fear-based way of living. It's kind of like, we, here's a, here's a little fact for us. So we know that DNA has a role inside of us and we know that DNA can actually change based on the environment that you're in. So we can up, we can transform that DNA. Now, 
I listened to an amazing evolutionary biologist, Elizabeth Sartoris, 22 years ago um, at a conference, and uh, she became a mentor of mine. And it was about um, this uh, ability to uh, consciously choose uh, the next stage of evolution, basically. It's like Barbara Marks Hubbard talks about this, that we would sometimes say to each other, we're not trying to go to become the new species. We're actually already it. And that goes back to my first point there. Um, and I lost my thread around uh, where the evolutionary biology kind of reminds us. So I'll pick that up, um, but it, it disappeared on but me. But this was an exciting, an exciting thought to follow you into, into that rabbit hole that you opened up there for us is, you know, it, it all connects back to dreaming and to radical imagination. Because when we recognize ourselves as dreamers, not just as, uh, uh, you know, separated uh, selfish actors um, in a, you know, commercialized uh, dream that's dreamt for us. But when we see ourselves as dreamers of this reality, um, you know, and this is what the show has started with a few years ago as well, Green Planet, Blue Planet, with this idea, like, what what is our dream for the earth? Like, can we, like, can you, you know, dear listener or dear Sherry, like, can you dream for the earth? Can you dream with the earth? Can you imagine what that would look like and feel like? And this is exactly what you just invited us to do as well, is when we recognize ourselves as that level of dreamer, there is a scientific and pragmatic reality that has to do with epigenetics. Like we change well, who right, we are right. on a DNA level, right? But it's also a, a, a like a, a bigger box to really kind of let go of boxes altogether is like, like we're literally dreaming this world into being. And so as long as we're following what has been dreamt for us, uh, it's going to continue to be very limited. And it's it's going to continue to be, I don't know if it's going to continue to be based on the Cartesian uh, science and, and that paradigm, but it's at no, least it's going to it connect back to fear, you know? It won't be. It won't be based on science and um, the old mechanistic universe. That is, without a doubt, I know that because it's not true. It's not- 100%, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. And what I what I'm was yeah. trying to say is when we, when we don't recognize ourselves as dreamers with this responsibility, yeah. maybe that's, that's why for such a long time we've been magnetizing back to these old paradigms. Yes. Um, yes. But then these paradigms are just, you know, things that govern our mind. I think fear is an even rawer force. It's even more understandable to, and, you know, I think it's time to forgive ourselves and each other that we've been victims to fear for such a long time. Fear is a powerful force in this world. Mm -hmm. Like fear can move anything. And that's, that's what's been operating mainstream uh, consciousness for such a long time is, is if I yes. can make you afraid of something, then you will follow me with the solution I have for you for your fear. And so yeah. as dreamers though, we rise even above that, right? We've come into the collective radical imagination mm. And then a whole new ballpark of reality becomes possible. Yeah, you actually pulled the, the threads I was didn't get to. So I love that you like were tuned in. <laughs> That's like the collective intelligence of the field. If anybody's ever been in those spaces where you're like, oh, they keep that. I was going to say that. That's so cool. Oh, they said that too. And you don't have to rush in to say something because it's being felt in the collective. And then you're, then you're actually yeah. in a field. So a couple of points I want to go to is like, I want to talk about fear. I want to talk, go back to the DNA. I remembered my thread and um, the role of how we are needed. We need to be in these resonant fields together in order to actually activate latent DNA and to like draw down greater light into our beings. So let me give mm -hmm. a couple pieces on that. That's a big one. Yeah, it is. So we have the DNA. So there's this DNA thing and Elizabeth Satoris uh, shared this for the first time I'd ever heard it, that if you unpack every DNA packet, so DNA is like they're little packets, stack, 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 and one little DNA in every cell um, goes and it becomes two and a half inches. So if you have a hundred trillion cells or 50 um, trillion cells and all of them have this DNA packet, and then if you expand it, you're like, all of a sudden you have 5 billion miles of DNA coil inside 
your body. So we are multidimensional beings and there's like put 5 billion miles in this body. How is that even possible? Just wrap your head around that. Just kind of go, whoa, and be in the awe and wonder of what that all means. And then you have the older scientific, although it's still with us and it's still in textbooks, that there's like, I don't know what, 90% junk DNA, whatever they've said around junk DNA. Let me tell everybody right here, right now, in case you don't know, there is no junk DNA, okay? Nature's been in a process of exquisite creation. Just look at the planet. Oh my God, the universe is like, it's like miraculous perfection. Like Brian Swim is a cosmologist and he's like a mathematician. He's like, if you had a foot closer from the moon, I don't know exactly what it is, but it's like a, an inch, crazy, to the earth, our tides would be like, and it would just be gigantic, okay? And it would be like, oh my God, we'd probably have water like flowing kind of all over the place. So, so the perfection. So we're sitting inside of perfection. Anybody who's gone out into nature, the backcountry, the wilderness, and you're like, this is the most beautiful permaculture garden I've ever seen. It's just like, how, who did this? Who did this? So we're kind of like, you know, um, learning to be more in harmony with life. So there's no junk DNA. Oh, thank God. So what's that, all that beautiful DNA used for? It's latent DNA waiting to be activated, waiting to be moved to the next level. And light works with the DNA. And there's like a whole chemistry thing that we actually are opening things up with light, which is like consciousness, okay? Uh, Consciousness is infusing in. So when we are together, when we are together in a field that is resonant, you will experience your Siddic capacities. Siddic is Sanskrit for divine gift. Like Jesus would say to his disciples, they'd be like, well, how can we do miracles? I mean, you're doing miracles. We're not, we don't know how to do miracles. We can't do miracles. And he's like, no, you're going to, you're going to do miracles and more than me. And, you know, no one ever talks about that. We should have sermons just on that for a while, you know, <laughs> of like, what does that mean? Wow, because I believe there, there is like truth, you know, the true, the good, the beautiful. There's truth that lands in us with that. So back to fear. We know that there's vibrations all up and down. We're vibrational beings. We're energetic beings. Our hearts are 5,000 times more powerful electromagnetic magnetic field than the brain. The, the alignment with the heart intelligence and the brain and then the gut. Don't even get me started on the enteric nervous system. Um, everybody should look at this, read, listen to an interview with her anywhere, maybe Ben Greenfield. And she also has this book. Both of them are just incredible. One is holding up books by uh, Kalrit Chaudhary, if I say that right. Yeah, Kul- um, Dr. Kulrit Chaudhary. Hmm. Yeah. Chaudhary, and it's, it's sound it. Almost right. Sound Medicine is one of the books. Um, make sure to check it out. The other one is called Prime, is it right? Yeah, it's, it's prime. She is an Ayurvedic meets neuroscientist who then was just seeing all this stuff. And it's basically how to get back to your natural immunity with the intelligence of your, your uh-huh. enteric nervous system. Because Thumbed up the whole last two years in, in two words, natural immunity. Yes. Um, Sherry, there's an, in, there's an interesting um, mirror you're holding up as you're holding up these books, right? Because... Um, where the ancient teachings like Ayurveda meet the modern frontier of science, like unbiased science, not scientificisms, um, let's say neuroscience, right? Where those two can turn into one, I think that's where we are also going to discover the potential of latent DNA in a way that, that just shows us like, yeah, like everything's vibration. Sound is a very real catalyst for, you know, not just beauty, but also information and and so, yeah, I think there's, there's, a lot, there's a lot in front of us that we all don't know. But, but what you're sharing with us here today is that's the direction. And that's where to invest more of our time in as we're claiming our power, right, is to look into these parts of ourselves and to not accept the, the like, yeah, the mayor of like having 90% junk DNA in the perfection of the cosmology that we live in. Makes no sense. It never did. 
Exactly. You know, in 2012, I did my first five MEO. No, it was 2011. It was, no, it was 2012, uh, December 4th, 2012. And it was, um, well, you know, it was in the Temple of Awakening Divinity. There you go. Temple of Awakening Divinity. That was it. And it was an incredible, incredible uh, experience. And after that, I was all these, these new senses, my senses were opening up. I was like, wow, I'm, there's more information like coming in and I'm, it's like not just the five or six senses. And then shortly after that, I met a woman, um, Isis Andrea, who is incredible. She just came back from Egypt. And we were talking about how in their temples, they would have their incense that would be acacia wood, frankincense, blue lotus oil. And uh, acacia is the chemical of, um, from 5-MeO-DMT. Uh, and, and, and so it's like, oh, and she, I was telling her how I was expanding in these senses. I was just like, God, what's happening? And everything just got more kind of refined. And she said, oh yeah, in, in, in ancient Egypt, they said, we have over 200 senses. And I was like, exactly. That just totally landed in me that we have all these ways of knowing that are within this like incredible temple, this temple that is our body. That's why it's like, why doesn't any of the mainstream media ever say boost your immune system? It was just astonishing to me that that story was a, a painful story to live through and how people gobbled it up as truth. And I was like, do you know what pharmaceutical companies are about? I mean, are you, are you kidding? So regaining our trust in our body's intelligence, and then just as some practices for fear, fear is basically wounds wound, wound into our very DNA. And so we are unwinding these collective trauma fields and wounds through decades, millennia. And I believe that this is the generation that is now consciously actually healing down at that cellular level so that the, the, the new beings coming in and those of us who are, have done and devoted to the healing and the clearing and the devotion, that we can actually stand in a place of more direct knowing with life and with the intelligence of all life, like omniscience, but not omniscience to serve yourself, omniscience to serve life. Your genius is needed. Instead of original sin, which permeated our culture, you're bad from the moment you were born versus original blessing and that you are a miracle of creation. I mean, these are, when we unwind the wounds from inside the DNA and we bring light and consciousness, that's accelerated by a collective field, okay? So sitting with each other, letting yourself relax, letting yourself unwind, allow your body, you know, divine relaxation, some say is enlightenment. So when you are absolutely just, that's why meditation is so great. That's why chanting is so great. You, you tune your body temple. So that's, we get the privilege of waking up together and there's no limit there's no limit, do you get that? To what we can create together. Now we're gonna need, we're in a transition zone on this planet right now. So the transition zone is awkward, crisis, challenging, even as the new things are being birthed. So developing your inner capacity and your inner um, resilience and adaptability to, it's not gonna look quite like it's been looking. And we're gonna have some impacts on our lives and our, are, you know, what nature does with the, the, the damage that we've done with climate change. And as we transition out of a collapsing economic model where we've all been like slaves to the economic system. I want people to really get who don't get this. I would imagine so many of your people do, but the, the way things have been is a result of a state of consciousness. So when High Einstein says, so that is not the way it is. It wasn't, it isn't like, this is the way it is. It's like, no, we're creating new ones. We know that from all the new economics that are coming through, but people saying, oh, the 
problem was created at a different level of consciousness. And because we're raising our consciousness in all the ways that means, we actually can be those who are midwifing these solutions. And they're all over the place. And more and more, we're going to be able to see them as like, wow, there's the new paradigm popping up as like from the mycelium. Wow. So train your mind into the appreciative inquiry. Don't go into what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong. That is, is not going to take us there. You are a creator and you might remember things from an ancient past or an ancient future, you know, and actually trust yourself. Trust yourself. I am learning to trust myself at a deeper and deeper level. And also to when we feel a constriction or something is hard, recognize it as like when you have reactions or anger, or whatever, don't like say no to it. Let the energy move through you. Here's this very simple practice that I want to share with people because we are the transition zone generation. We are in this time when we're the ones doing this massive collective healing and visioning at the same time, not in reaction to, but being architects of the future. And that we are, um, we can actually listen and be present to the new future as it's coming through. And, and if you are quiet enough and still enough to listen, you will hear guidance. Your guidance is all around you as an antenna for the greater intelligence of life. Oh, oh wow. That was a, that was a, a great um, full circle for one. And then also just like a great share. I love how passionate you are, Sherry. I love how much uh, insight there was in what you just shared and how much wisdom um, you dropped in this episode as well. Um, lots of pragmatic um, steps for people. And, you know, just as much a little bit of, of, of the esoterics and just the way that, that we all connect to, well, not all of us, but many of us connect to these topics because since it is an individual perception or journey that, that we then awaken to that collective journey of interbeing or, you know, at, at the higher states, maybe even as you said, omniscience, which if I understand that right, if I understood you right, that's, it's always there, that form of omniscience, right? It's just us as, you know, humans or the agents of life that we are when we, when we move from the separated egoic um, place of perception and we move into the connection of life. And, and this is what happens to me a, a lot in places like, you know, Brazil or even the Pacific Northwest where, where you're sitting today, when I'm out in, in the, you know, wilder parts of nature, it's suddenly like all of the other noises get so distant that you, you just reconnect with all of what's there and it's all there. And so such a beautiful share that you did there, Sherry. Um, I want to wrap this episode because of uh, just the time that we're at right now. And I want to just give you um, one more time the chance to share anything you wanted to share, any shout out, any uh, completion of a thought, or um, I'm going to definitely link out Awakening together um, into the show notes as well. So yeah. thank you so much, Sherry. Oh, thank you. I love being here, really. Really good conversation. And um, maybe I'll just add something because I think it's it's the deeper understanding of the nature of reality. And like in a quantum field, we're all in it together. And the more we're all in it together, there's like a, another great book, Do You Quantum Think by Diane Collins. And there's 21 quantum think distinctions. I'll share one. When we live in the either or world and catch yourself whenever you go, well, either or, but it's like you're in a mechanistic universe, cause and effect. And actually we're in the quantum universe, which has those capacities, but it's transcends and included. It's like all one and either, quantum is both and, and that we are all, we are one and we are many. So we sit inside of paradox, your ability to handle paradox, your ability to listen to multiple perspectives and be able to hold space for a greater whole and let your mind rest 
from thinking that it knows, like, oh, I know, I know, I know. The minute you think I know, now that's different than the gnosis, okay? Gnosis is different. You're tuning into the greater whole through which you are a channel. But when you think I'm right, maybe I am right is the better phrase, okay? I'm right. In gnosis, there, there might not be the involvement of thinking in the same way as exactly. when you think that you're right or wrong, like because yes. gnosis is a direct experience yes. and the observation of what you're experiencing. It's yes. a good distinction, yeah. Yeah, it's really important. Um, is that the one and the many you are one and you are many and you are part of the many i am unique and i am connected there's never been another one of you on the planet or anybody it's like your original your thumbprint whatever your voice is different every everything is unique that is like wow and can you imagine the harmonic the the symphony of resonance when we are all turned on to our authentic expression and we know that we can trust the environment of those who are waking up together to be like oh you're you're holding space for me my voice matters we've been living in this other one where we don't matter we compare ourselves to everybody else and now we can actually be like oh the i is an i am it's the i am presence of all that is and i am sharing that's a paradox let your mind just be with it the one and the many and so i just wanted to to, to add that in and and then yeah check out awakening together dot one and keep listening to this beautiful podcast and share it you know this is we're sharing the memes and the stories and the insights and the practices that make a difference and um yeah and i would say oh here's a simple practice that I, I i i named really quickly and that is that um when we have difficult emotions and challenging times you know this is the inner resilience this is the emotional um intelligence this is our ability to upregulate. you know all these things have a chemical impact it it chemically goes in and it has you thinking the, the things that are not serving as much and doubting and looking at people and criticizing and all these things. But the moment that we're actually um, feeling a field of resonance around us and knowing that we are part of a greater emerging whole and that your voice is absolutely needed, you can trust the intensity of the fear or the energy coming through you. Don't run for it, That's run from it. That's what we've done in the past, the collective trauma, where just like something happened to us as a child or in our deep past is, um, and we would immediately go to a story of what it means. So instead, throw, slow the process down and be like, oh, this is an energy. It's energy. Emotion is energy in motion. It's an energy. Let the energy flow through instead of going to an emotion, a feeling, and then a story. Watch how fast you go to a story when you have something happen to you. And I tell you, as you shrink that gap between stimulus and response, and you actually consciously engage with it without fear, your body will open up to more spaciousness, more freedom, more joy, more bliss. This is our true nature. So um, I'm happy to be on the journey with everyone here and everyone listening and everyone listening in the future and with you, my friend. Terry, the honor is mine. I really appreciate you coming on to Green Planet, Blue Planet again. I love when we uh, have calls and when we check in um, yeah. just as much as when we meet at events or in person uh, hopefully in the pacific northwest next and uh, thank you so oh, much for being yes. on on this beautiful podcast <laughs> thank you it's been absolutely a delight i love these topics and conversations and i'm so grateful for the stewardship that you have mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.